when I was going through all the different, um, like, doors and issues that I had and why I even created this curriculum, one of the biggest, biggest hindrances in my life was the fear of rejection. What I think is that everybody has an element of fear of rejection, but it gets twisted in how it comes out of somebody's life. So everybody wouldn't know what it could be. Like somebody could actually be having um, like an issue with pride and what's rooted in it is a fear of rejection. So what they did is almost like give themselves self-value. So what happens when somebody carries pride? Like there's so much insecurity that can be rooted in pride. Like a lot of people just think pride is like only meaning that they just think that they're so great and amazing and the bomb. When actually what I've come to find out in inner healing ministry is that the root of pride is usually insecurity. So there's something very broken when somebody carries the level of pride because pride comes from self-success. Comes from you doing something to creating a reason for you to even be prideful. Like, I was not a prideful person. I was a crackhead. I didn't struggle with pride. Other people I see who struggle with pride would be people who have, like, academically doing very well or very successful, somebody like that. Or even they could be a preacher that's very, very knowledgeable speaker, preacher, whatever that is. They can struggle with the spirit of pride. What you'll find is that the reason that that happens is because you build up a value system and everybody has a value system in their life. No matter what it is, you have your own personal value system of how you create value, how you see value on yourself, how you see value on others. A lot of, I mean, let's just talk about the number one thing of value is gonna come in our day-to-day -day society here in the United States especially, is gonna be your looks. So especially with social media and especially Southern California. Like, not, I'm like really way cuter in Oklahoma. <laughs> Okay, Southern California has a way different thing where it comes to looks. It just does. I mean, I would like go back to Tulsa where I was from Bible school and I would get off the plane. I'm like, I'm so much cuter here. I'd come here and I'd all of a sudden feel like crap about myself. There is literally, there's a spirit of vanity. I know for a fact over especially Orange County. I'll always say that. There is this thing that makes you feel like you're not good enough. And the thing is, is there's a brokenness in the soul that lives out of those places, but there also is stuff in the spirit. So there's actually something in the spirit realm in different places. And um, I know it's, I could see it in parts of LA. And then I can see it absolutely in um, South Orange County. And I'm not saying that that's the only place that people live that struggle with it. Uh, they're bound more in those places. They're bound more. And I absolutely know it's in the spirit. That is where it, there's a release that happens on people that there's, what happens? Comparison. What is really what comes into the value system, people that build up their looks in a certain place that they may live, is that they're comparing themselves to somebody else. But here's my point. All of us have this type of value system. All of us have the things that create value for us, the things that would make us good enough. And you will find that the triggers of those things came in somewhere in childhood. That is going to be a root system into where you got your value system from, meaning what happened to you in childhood and then some people who had like sorry like you had a good childhood and everything was great and dandy and then all of a sudden when they hit their 20s or something they had a horrible abusive relationship that triggered some stuff and came into them and then spiraled them into whatever came next maybe and they're adults in their 20s 30s whatever so it's not always going to be found just in childhood. But a lot of these open doors that I'm going to be talking about, referencing to, they're going to start in childhood even in the womb. So um, now, like, there's different types of rejection. You'll hear of, like, um, hereditary rejection. 
self-rejection, um, fear of rejection, and perceived rejection. So meaning like you just perceive in every situation in your end, there is a mindset of rejection. There's a mindset. Now, I would say that heredit, like somebody who inherits rejection, like you have in your family line, they have navigated out of a place of rejection their entire life. Meaning you will see it happened in your mother, it happened in your father. They lived this life. And here's what I find a lot of things that get rooted in rejection. Those people who are rooted in rejection, they, they'll sometimes use manipulation in order to like keep approval in their value system. Does that make sense? Like in order to keep rejection from coming at you or to like have the feelings and the effects of rejection. Like when you actually unlayer like inner healing and unlayer like these types of things and the root causes of them, it actually will be very mind blowing to people if you really, really look at the depths because a lot of people live out of one thing. So they'll be like, oh, I identify with the fear of rejection. I know that when I go into certain situations, this triggers me or I feel this way. And then what happens is it gets identified and and then you go hammer and hammer the head of the giant and never cripple its feet. You never take him out. You go and hammer and hammer and head the result of something that you never went to the root of it. So I know that it, I just knew, man, I could spiral in the littlest thing. I mean, it could be anything. I could, I could get spiraled by something so quickly with man. I could get spiraled so quickly with self-hatred, torment. When people started asking me to give my testimony like in church and share things, do stuff like that, this torment that came on my mind was stupid, ridiculous of self-hatred. Like I cannot tell you when my video, my very first video of my testimony was released. It was the first time I had to watch myself on camera. And <laughs> it's kind of funny what I did. But I cried and did push-ups the whole time. <laughs> I was like dropping to the ground, pushing up, and then kind of going crying and pushing because I would like try to get work out my like craziness in my head of the self-hatred of having to look at myself on camera. And what was happening is like God was almost letting the self-hatred come out of me. Like you're called to be in a public ministry. Now this stuff has to get out of you. But man, when it gets out of you, it will feel like you're vulnerable vomiting and diarying for days, <laughs> getting the crap out of you. You won't feel good. It did not feel good. Like it was a horrifying years and years of torment of the self-hatred and all of it was rooted in this value system of who I was. My value was off. And even when I gave my life to God, even when I could preach on the identity in Christ, the authority in Christ, I couldn't get to the place of value. I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't ever, like I could preach it, and I could say, I know Jesus died on the cross for me. I know that I've been made righteous in him. I know he calls me his treasure. But do you really know? Do you really understand? Because the place of rejection, man, it will weed in a person's life and it will cripple you. Like it will absolutely cripple you. I can't explain the years I've had to take a bat to not going after the giant's head, but I had to go after the root, after the root, after the root of the fear of rejection. Like every single thing I had to deal with and go after as to why it came in. What's interesting, the main, main root came up this past year, and this is after doing all these series, teaching on all of this stuff, and I had dealt with so many different things, and this is when I had to go, and I've talked about this before in uh, the other series, this guy, Ray, who kind of like, we do ministry together, and he has his own inner healing ministry, is when I went to him for an actual session, because there was things, I was like, there's just something I cannot get at. You know what it went back to? It went back to when I was six years old and I had no memory of this actually happening. And this is the thing about the anointing and the Holy Spirit. People need to 
to know that God can take you to a place of memory and understanding and seeing things that you never knew were there that has to happen in his spirit because he protected you. He protected you. So there were things that I was blinded from that happened in my childhood that I didn't see, but under the anointing, I had to go there. But it was years later because I would have never believed my mom said to me what she said to me and what happened when he prayed into it, and in the anointing, I had the memory of it. And I had the memory of the, my mom saying something very um, bad to me that I had ruined her life before she had committed suicide. Now, I knew that my mom wasn't right in her head, and I knew that she was very, very sick, but I had no memory of her actually. I knew I felt I had carried the suicide my whole life. Like, I knew I felt I'd killed her, and I knew that when I found out she committed suicide that I felt um, responsible. And I remember feeling that way my whole life, and I never knew why. Well, this past year was the first time I ever had the memory of that. We had to get to that memory because that had to get to the very, very root of why this rejection couldn't get out of me. Because I was coming at it in every way, and I have had to go through the war to get delivered and free of these mindsets and these thoughts. But there was something that was still there that had to get dug deeper of when the value system of my mind took place. And it was when a, a parent who created me, told me I ruined their life. So instantaneously, I took a mindset on that I'm not good enough. The rest of my life, I had to work to be good enough, to be approved, to be approved even by God, to be approved in what I do. If we understood that the things that our parents say, the things that people say to us, the, the stuff relationally that happens to us, the experiences that we have, if we understood the seed, the seed that comes in as soon as the mind grasps it, as soon as the mind takes hold of it, you know, even at six years old, three years old, two years old, you will have stuff that goes back to young, young childhood because you still have a spirit that's alive that receives. It's alive and it hears, it sees. And just because you don't have a memory doesn't mean that it's not there. And it doesn't mean that. So when you have something that continually comes up for you, and for me, this was it. I see people who have a thing that they think is just them. Like, they think it's just their personality. So you would think that this is just how I deal with things. Yet you have a trigger in you and a thing in you that you act a certain way in certain situations, but you've accepted it. And if somebody doesn't like that you're like that, it bothers you because that's just who you are. How, how many of us are just like that? We, our personality is just what our personality should be. This is why I'm not always gung-ho for all personality testings because personalities change when you change in the image of Christ. Sanctification, your personality will change. There's certain parts that will not change. I'm very direct. I'm very blunt. That ain't going to get delivered. What will get delivered out of me, though, is my, like, filter. That could get delivered. The certain things that I say with a, without a filter. I don't cuss in my messages anymore. When I first started, like, teaching, I was cussing. I was saying all sorts of, like, crazy stuff when I do it. So there are elements that can get delivered, and you're a different person. There are parts of your personality that are not. There are certain personality testing that I would say, totally good, and I know that they were accurate with me. I had some personality testings taken that if I went back to that, I am not even that person that they said I was six years ago. So when everybody just accepts this is my personality, this is just how I am and how I deal and blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. There's an element of truth that God has created you a certain way. Some people are absolutely not as blunt as I am and God uses them as teddy bears. Some people are on the other side as me and they use me as a bat. Like there's just certain reasons why you are gifted a certain way. God's going to use you in that way and you're going to like flourish when you operate in that way healed. When you're healed in it, right? 
because I could abuse people with my mouth. I could mess them up. I could be very aggressive. I could get in your face. I was very harsh and mean and all those things. Like, what was that? My blunt, strong, aggressive personality twisted, dark, and hurt. So when people start to look at your personality, you start to say, oh, maybe I don't. I shouldn't just be that way. Maybe because that person is bothered or triggered by me, there's actually something in, the, in me that needs to be dealt with. What happens when we start to look at ourselves that way? Because I promise you, man, that's when you're going to get free. It's like being open to be like self-evaluating. What does trigger me? What gets me, you know, feeling a certain way? And where I did have absolutely uh, perceived rejection. Like not just the fear of rejection, but the absolute expectation of rejection. Meaning that everywhere that I went into, I went into a place of safety, So I would engage in safety. Does that make sense? Like I engage it with you with safety on me. So I engaged to where there was a certain wall that you couldn't get past because you wouldn't, you will never get close enough to reject me. I always walked in a perceived rejection. Funny thing is people would never have looked at me as me having an issue with rejection. Why? Because I'm strong. They would look at it as, as a strength. When you get to the root of what you do, and sometimes I would accept it because I am strong right? Think about that. Like, look at how the twisted little things that God gives a person, the enemy uses. Like, I have met people where I'd be praying for them, and I'm like, man, there is such a softness on you. There is such, like, you are gifted in this, like, oh, this, like, loving softness, and the enemy has used something to put fear on you to now you've hardened because people abused you and used you in your softness. Now they've hardened, and they're operating out of a place of strength that's not true strength. It's fear. It all flips backwards when you look at it that way. When you actually see that the enemy can take things that are meant for purity, for goodness, and flip it on you so you counteract it a different way. Like you counteract it as a different personality, acting a different way, doing things differently in order to protect yourself. So if I went into every situation with the element and the mindset I'm going to be protecting myself, I could navigate it very well, very safely. What is going to be the quickest way to get somebody free of some of these mindsets? Get placed in a place of vulnerability and getting twisted and poked and poked and poked and poked. Sometimes it's okay if something in your marriage or in a relationship turns upside down because what it does is it literally will uproot the things and the mindsets and the stuff that is deep inside of you that has to be taken a shovel to by another person sharpening it, another person triggering you. But unfortunately, your freedom doesn't mean they're going to get free. Like sometimes some of the things that God will allow in relationships will bring you freedom and uprooting what's inside of you and you can't really worry about them getting free. Like you got to just take your place because what I found is like I have to deal with a lot of like broken pieces of people. (laughs) I was going to say train wrecks. We'll just put it real. Okay. Like doing this type of ministry. Like, but I'm my own. Like, I know. I can admit it. I've had to deal with my own stuff. So I can call people train wrecks, right? Like, in especially inner healing. But there's so many train wrecks driving the road, just broken trains and not ever addressing it and getting irritated because somebody calls out their bumper being off. And it's like, no, you're just, you're just navigating in your mess until you get open to being like, hey, this is a real mess. This is a real mess, and you're not hardened into cleaning up your mess. That's the type of people that are, like, open to this type of ministry. You come into it, and you're like, well, it's okay if something gets, like, taken a little deeper to trigger you at those things. What's going to bring you the freedom, I promise you, is going to be in the pain of it. Like, literally walking into the pain of that trigger. Like, fear of rejection didn't come for me 
from not getting rejected. Like I didn't get delivered of it by being accepted for many, many years after. No, <laughs> it's the opposite. No, <laughs> that's not how it works. It's just like, how do you get, you know, delivered of fear? Is it because you get everything handed to you? No, you get tested to, to trust God, to trust him. Then faith, it comes in in the trusting. The, the fear has to go when you take the step. It's the same thing when it comes to these, these triggers, like things like the fear of rejection, the stuff that gets rooted from fearing what people look at you like, if they value you, how they feel about you, um, if they're going to accept you. How is that ever going to get weeded out of our soul by feeling it, by walking into it, by being okay with it? But what happens is that when somebody walks into their thing and the stuff that they experience, you walk into without Jesus Christ, you walk into it with a man giving you value. And I don't mean a man as in a man. I mean human, a human person giving you value, whether it's a human through your job, whether it's money, whether it's whatever it is in the natural that is delivering you value. And you have that come crushing down on you. And for you to get to know more value, you go after the same thing. That's not going to get you delivered. What brings us freedom into literally having the stability and, and alignment in Christ, the mind of Christ that is not rejected, that is full of value, that is full of identity in him. What brings that is getting spun over here with him. It doesn't come from, because what happens when anybody gets triggered into spinning, when anybody has something that gets pulled out from under them, what happens is the first thing that they either go to is go to the thing that would fix the soul. It's to patty cake the soul, whatever it is. It's whatever the vice is. Whatever it is in somebody's life that would make them feel within it. When it comes to relationships, why would it be called a um, rebound? When somebody goes, right? When they're hurt, what do you go do? You go fix it. You fix the soul. That's what we do as humans. It's a natural tendency. It happens when you feel broken over here, we fix ourselves over there. When we want to get free and in literally knowing who we are, like navigating a place in the spirit that is such purity and strength and where things don't touch you, it's going to be when things hurt and trigger you, you go into it with him. So I had to go through years, years and years of the trigger. Basically, I had to go into every situation that would be to uproot, uproot, uproot where rejection was so rooted in me in order for it to come out. And it has taken years. I would just say that this year I've had like the massive breakthrough of the fear of rejection where I just don't give a crap anymore like I did. I cared so much about everything, about all the things that made me feel okay about myself, that made me feel proved by people accepted and all these different things. And I had to go into this, this thing that shoved and shoved and shoved and shoved until all of a sudden there was a flip in it. And it never came from the acceptance of any person. It never came from the value system of what I got in the natural. It came from me literally going on my face to get it off of me. Sometimes we just don't get enough with God to know that there's something on you. You know what I mean? Like we live a life, we're just so acceptable with our stuff and don't realize like there's an issue. And some people, they don't even like my messages at all because they don't want to be told they have anything. They don't want to know they have anything. But what happens is that when everything is really great and dandy, when something doesn't go dandy, you're going to uh, gonna notice what's on you. Because when stuff doesn't work is when the mind goes wrong. And that's when you realize, oh, man, something, I'm not fully aligned in trust and faith. Hey, what's going on with my intimacy with Christ? Why did I all of a sudden believe that he pulled the rug out from under me? Why do I feel forgotten by him? Why do I feel like he doesn't value me the same as this person over here that's getting this? Where does the mind go? Because where the mind goes will expose the value system. And that is what is really is the deepest, rudest like seed 
of rejection that happens. Like it is in that place where you find out where the mind goes in certain situations and trauma, you will find out that there is something off in what you believe of your value and who you see yourself to be. And as much as you think it's through people, it goes back to him. Because when you know that you know that you know that you are accepted and you cannot be touched and nobody can reject you because nobody owns you, when you know that, when it is to the core, there's an element of you that just won't move the same way. Does it mean that you just are completely untouchable and not a natural, normal human? No, I don't believe that. And if one day I could actually be like that, that would be amazing. But I don't believe that. I believe that there's always going to be an element as a human nature that you're going to have some stuff that's going to bother you and trigger you, right? But there's a thing that will always take you back to the core, the core truth, the core truth of him. And that's the stability and the alignment and the intimacy and that keeps you, keeps you there. So clearly I wasn't going to read a book. <laughs> That's so funny. Isn't it cute how I always think I have a little message and Jesus takes it a whole nother place. So we're, I'm going to have to change that entire week in this curriculum because this came out on video totally different. So let's just say I'm going to be editing my book <laughs> and changing, changing the homework on this week because I'm not going there because that's clearly like not the Holy Spirit on that right now. So um, I'm just going to close in prayer and... Um, I just believe, though, what's going to come up for when this does go into a small group and when people hear, like, a message like this coming up and what is the thing that creates the value in someone's life? Like, what is the thing for you today? Because I want to tell you something. There is multiples of it. There's multiple things that will create a value system in you and also a lack thereof, like the trigger of why. Why do you feel this certain way? Because I promise you, when you actually go back to some of the things that it could have been an experience you had as a childhood in your childhood. And another thing, there's people that haven't had this tough, rough life and whatnot, but they uh, accumulated very well in their life and did quite fantastic and then maybe got older and there's actually insecurity based so solely in that. And if they lost it, all their value is out the door with that stuff. And you will find a root of fear of rejection in that. Like you will find a root of fear. You'll find a root of something that is in wherever the value system is at. And so I just see people going into like this type of small group with this as the series, as the Bible study series, a small group into actually discussing and uprooting and pulling out of people where their, where their value system lies. So I'm just going to pray and we're going to close this out. And dear God, I just thank you, Father, for um, anybody who... God, the people that would just be open, Lord, to this message and uprooting anything, Father, that would... Um, replace the true value of you and them, God. Give a twisted mindset of who they are in you, Father, that you would just uproot the, the doors and the seeds that came into our lives, Father, that gave us a definition of ourselves that was never defined through Jesus, God. I ask that your spirit would just give revelation to what it means to be defined through that sacrifice and that blood that is now living on the inside of us, God. And so we just thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, amen.